there was a moment where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling the sads. Like I'm, you know, there was one day in particular where I was like, I just was sad and there was nothing, you know, I had my baby, I had my, I have a roof over my head. I have everything I could need and want. And I just, yeah, I was really bummed out. And I think that that sort of was like, okay, I think it's time to, in retrospect, that was my signal or my benchmark for like, you're okay to go back to work. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is MILF Podcast, the show where we talk about motherhood, entrepreneurship, sexuality, and everything in between. I'm Jennifer Tracy, your host. So excited about today's episode. We have Kate Grace Bauer on the show. She is president of operations. How's that for a sexy title? Of Ashley Longshore Art. I met Kate because I was friends with Ashley and I met Ashley, who's just a phenomenal artist, very, very incredibly talented. When I was living in New Orleans briefly, um, when my son was two and my husband at the time was working on a film and Marcy, my dear friend who used to live there, said, go, go visit Ashley at her, at her studio. She'll entertain you and the baby. And I was like, okay. And I was so in my depression. So in my postpartum depression, still my son was about to turn two and I had been, I was undiagnosed and untreated and just miserable. And it was summertime. And I went to visit Ashley and she just showed me her paintings. I just would stand there looking at these phenomenal giant paintings of goldfish and Audrey Hepburn's profile. And it was just her. It was just her in her studio back then. Because this was like eight years ago, almost nine years ago. And now her company has just exploded. A couple years after that, she met Kate and Kate started working with her and it's just, I love both of their stories. I really had wanted to interview Kate for a long time and we finally got it together. We got it, we got together online. She has a baby that's almost two now and uh, Coco. And if you follow her on Instagram, uh, her handle is at Kate Grace Bauer, B-A-U-E-R. You will get to see a lot of, a lot of Ashley Longshore art, but also a lot of Coco who is just wow, she is just really delicious. So it's such a fun conversation and we really got into it. We really got into it about maternal mental health. We got into it about being a working mom and balancing that and all of those things. And uh, within that, a context also, I just want to add a little pitch for this month's uh, highlighted give for MILF podcast, which is the Global Alliance for Maternal Mental Health. Um, I chose them because I think what they're doing is so phenomenal. It's a coalition of international organizations who are committed to improving the mental health and well-being of women and their children in pregnancy, as well as the first postnatal year throughout the world. There's my child uh, in the background. <laughs> um, he's having a play date. So um, anyway, this this organization is really dope and what they're doing is amazing. Um, and one of the things that they illuminated for me, which I kind of already knew, but I love like real facts, 
Mental health problems in pregnancy and following childbirth are roughly twice as common in low-income countries as they are in high-income countries. If the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals are to be achieved by 2030, maternal mental health must be prioritized. So check out their website. There's a lot of different resources that they offer. They have real-life stories on video. It's really illuminating. Um, and if there's any way that you can support them, either by becoming a member or just promoting awareness around what they do, it's really helpful. Without further ado, here's my interview with Kate Grace Bauer. I really hope you guys enjoy it. I know you will. Hi, Kate Grace. Hello. How are you? Yay! I'm so good. I'm so happy to see your beautiful face. Same. How's New Orleans? It's good. It's so hot right now. Still. It is still. Yes, I don't. Well, global warming. A cool down until like a, like a week from now, I think maybe. Oh. I know. So, oh. but we're just you know barreling through and dealing with it and turning the air down low and yeah. You doing know. what you do. You've been doing exactly. it all summer. I mean, yeah. but, you know, it's just part of it. And then you get the glorious fall. I know. New Orleans fall and winter and spring are so heavenly. They really are. It's such a fun time because then there's like lots of fe- there's a festival every weekend anyway. Mm. But like this, it just it everyone is excited to be outside and they're shopping and there's, you know, sports seasons and you know, mm. people are just super jazzed. It's magical. Yeah. I love it there. It's a really special place. Okay. Now you I feel like you're from here, from LA. I did I get that right? I'm from New Orleans. What? How did I think you're in LA? I know. Well, because I have an LA phone number and I just kept it. Maybe that's all. why. Um, and you're I, here a lot. I'm there. Not a just lot. for Ashley, but you. Yeah. Exactly. I spent. You have family. I, yes. I lived there for 10 years. I went to school out there. I did like the early part of my 20s out there, which was so much fun. Um, and yeah, my, both of my sisters live out there. So I'm out there, uh, every few weeks. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. I that's know. so nice. And so nice for Coco to come and just like oh, be loved on. God. Not yes. that she's not loved on down there. I mean, that child is no, but so scrumptious. Her, yes. But surrounded Many by aunties. Yes. yes, exactly. She's so spoiled out there. So you grew up in new Orleans. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my God. I never yeah. knew that. I know born and raised. Oh, wow. That's so great. So it is really in you because I mean, New Orleans is one of those places. um, And I had the opportunity to to live there over. Unfortunately, it was when I was married and my husband was shooting a film over the summer. That's when I met Ashley because of Marcy, because of our beautiful Marcy. I just talked to her today. Um, And it just was the worst time to be there. But we lived right by Tulane Mm -hmm. and Audubon Park. And he was two. He was Coco's age, actually. Oh my gosh. What a And dream. it was just it there was so much to do and so much to see and like we would go and look at the ducks every morning and yeah. I wish we would have been there when the weather was cooler though because you know it's a great place to just be outside. Yeah, it is for sure. Y'all were here in the summer? Yeah. Yeah. Like from June till I think I went home maybe the end of August. Oh God. <laughs> just the worst time. The worst liver. The worst time. But okay. So you grew up, but then you, you, you went to college. Now, were you always interested in what were your, what were your interests growing up in so New Orleans? I was, um, I was very interested. I loved dancing and I enjoyed theater and I was very much like, I just was, um, a, a, 
like a fun, loving, life loving, you know, bubbly person and still am. Yes, you um, are. So I went to school in Los Angeles for theater. No um, way. Yeah. I didn't know that. What yeah. did you go to UCLA? I went or- to Cal State Fullerton. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, That's such a, a great school. A great theater program. Yeah. The yeah. And, they're known for it. They yeah. still do. Yeah. Yeah. So I went there and had like a fantastic time and um, met some amazing people that I'm still friends with and in contact with and, um, and just, and just got on stage and, and did it, you know? Um, and then I graduated and started to audition and realized how hard <laughs> So hard. It's it so was. hard. And it's so hard. It was like, no, I think I'd rather make money. So, yeah. and yeah. rent. So I, yeah. you know, I just did what you do in your twenties. I waitressed and I cocktail waitressed and I worked at the house of blues and like, you know, saw Prince and just, you know, ah! just sort of really fun thing yeah. to do. And, um, and just had a fun, you know, life as a 20 year old in Los Angeles. And then, so what was next? What, what was it that you came back to New Orleans next? Yeah. I graduated from college, came back to New Orleans briefly in 2005, Katrina hit. Oh yeah. Back out to LA and then stayed out there for another four or five years. And, um, and you know, did all, all kinds of fun stuff. I was a nanny and I helped my sister open her, her clothing store and I did, you know, marketing and consulting. And mm. then I moved back to New Orleans like 10 years ago and was the marketing director for a huge music venue down here. Oh. And that for a while. And then, um, and then kind of like had a brief period where I was just sort of finding myself and, you know, deciding what I wanted to do. And then I subsequently met Ashley and started working with her. And that was like seven, six or seven years ago. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I remember when you came on board and it was a really exciting time for, for yes. her company. Yeah. Um, that was, it was, I mean, I feel like it was maybe just the two of you at the time. It was, it was a very, it was the two of us. And then we had another intern that helped us with like the bedazzling and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then it just kind of exploded into this global theme. It's a beast. It's a beast. It's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful, bedazzled, (laughs) bold and unafraid beast. So, but wait a minute. So all of this stuff, what's so interesting, this is fascinating. You and I have so much more in common than I even realized. All of the stuff that you did, including your theater, including the waitressing and cocktail and all that, the, that really prepared you to be the director of operations for Ashley Longshore Art. Yes. I mean, I think so. It's like you never exactly know where, I mean, in your 20s, you just, you know, and I, and I only know this because I, I work with a bunch of 20 year olds yeah. and it's such a hard time. I mean, yeah. like, as great as it is, your skin is really tight. There's no, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, you don't get hangovers or if you do, you just plow through them. Like, yeah. Yeah. But also the lack of, oh yeah, no, it's you know, brutal knowledge and what you're doing with your, I mean, yeah. there is, you couldn't nothing, pay me to go through it again. Never. Mm-mm. I would never go back. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And you know, and so that, but that's, yes, but all of those little nuggets of like, oh, I'll figure out how to do this and I'll master that. I'll master how to like create a website because I might need to know how to do that. 
or I'll master how to like make a PDF because I don't know, I might need to know how to do totally. you know, like gaining skills. Your, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Gaining skills, filling your peripheral like bowl with like customer service and knowing how, I mean, I just think that like, to me, it's like working in the service industry is just part of, of growing, like just living, like knowing how to deal with like a customer who like is just a bitch, you know, or just unhappy <laughs> like because they, you yeah. know, because of whatever, yeah. like, and how to turn it and make them happy yeah. is so there's no better feeling to yeah. me, yeah. you know? And so that's just, um, it really did. And like, you know, being in theater and being able to like put on different hats and be different roles and yes. you know, adapt to your surroundings is like super um, necessary. It really is. It, it's yeah. yeah, it's crucial. And it makes it so that you can, I mean, in my experience and as, and I've just watched you, you are very graceful, which is why it's so interesting that your part of your name is grace, but you can let things roll off. Yes. 100%. A hundred percent. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely the idea of, you know, sort of like having an experience and learning from it. And even if you pocket it and you're like, okay, I'm not exactly sure what the lesson is that I learned just now, but I know that there is some lesson in there. Yeah. If you just pocket it and let it grow on its own, it will absolutely come back full circle. And yeah. you'll be like, oh my God, that's what that, that, you know, really hard little bump was, yeah. or that's why I had to like sob and cry about Ugh, that because yeah. I, I needed to flesh that out, yes. you know, emotionally. Yes. And I'm in this new place and I've learned X, Y, and Z from it. Yes. Um, and that only yeah. comes with age. My God, I know it. Unless you're like, sure. the two exceptions I always say are Leonardo DiCaprio and Gwyneth Paltrow. I think they just came out of the womb completely <laughs> like evolved, at least on screen. I'm like, I watched, yeah. I remember what, and even in my twenties, I would watch their performances and go, what, how, what? like, how are you so deep? I don't even yeah. get it, but it's very rare. And so somewhere along this journey, you met your husband or did you know him? No. no. Okay. So the funny thing is, is that we both grew up, were born and raised in New Orleans and, but we didn't know each other growing up, which is very uncommon because New Orleans is a small, very, yeah. Such a small town. And, you know, he went to Jesuit, which is the all boys high school. And I went to Sacred Heart, which is the all girls high school. And, you know, our schools hang out, even though we're three years, I'm three years older than him. So, so, but we just never knew each other growing up. And so when I moved back here like 10 years ago, it's funny because the, I was doing the marketing directing for this, for this club, this music venue. And he was, he's a songwriter. And so he was, he had a show coming up. And so, um, you know, went to go meet him and met him at this, you know, the po'boy festival or whatever. And, um, thought he was a, a total asshole. Really? No way. Right. And I was like, who does this guy think he is? You know, all this stuff. And then, you know, our paths kept crossing and more and more of our mutual friends kept saying, I really want you to meet this guy. I really want you to meet this girl. And we were like, oh, well, that's great. Cause we've already met each other. So, you know, we were halfway already there. So, um, yeah. And so then 10 years and a wedding and a baby later, here we are. Oh my gosh. Well, so wait a minute, what happened that you met him again and suddenly didn't think he was an asshole? What did, well, what changed? Um, he was, <laughs> to, his, to his, um, to his credit, 
he was just coming off stage. And as any performer knows, you know, once you sort of exit the stage, generally speaking, you sometimes need like a minute to decompress Uh. and just absorb and like, let just shed everything that has just, you know, happened on stage. And I literally came up to him like 110% bubble, like, Hey, what's up? My name is Kate. And listen, I'm doing the show. And And he was just like, yeah, okay. What? Uh, fine. Whatever. Like just, you know, was very timing. The timing wasn't good. Yeah. (laughs) You know, when we subsequently put on this event and he realized like how dedicated I was to sort of the execution of like just Mm -hmm. my type A personality and my perfectionism really like, I think I even was like, I want to make sure the green room is like spectacular for him because I just want him to know that he's just, you know, like that I'm a really great person, you know, all these things. And so he kind of was like, all right, she's, she's amazing. And, and so then we, our paths kept crossing and we went out for Thai food and like literally the rest is history. We Ugh. like, I, I was like staying at his house, like a couple of days later and like, just so within that, so you were already with him when you started working for Ashley. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for, just for yeah. my listeners to catch up in case I didn't say this in the intro, which I will. Uh, what I'm talking about is Ashley Longshore, um, the the amazing artist, and we'll have links to her work, obviously, in the show notes of this. So, okay. So then you started working for Ashley and how, so Coco's almost two or she's, yes, oh my God. Oh my God. So, but, but what I want to really ask you about is you started working for Ashley and in that time, since you started working for her, which is what, seven years ago, you said? Eight yeah, years ago? Yeah, okay. So the business that you have all created, you know, based yes. on Ashley's genius, but that you mm-hmm. got, because I know I, I've either met most of the team or I know the team, like it's a big team now. And yes. like we said at the beginning of the podcast, it's a beast. So, but somewhere in there, you got pregnant. So yes. how is that like running this really big, growing, growing, growing company, Yes, getting pregnant and having a baby. What was that like? So I have to say it was pretty amazing. And, and I just, you know, for the record, Ashley is an unbelievably kind and caring leader and boss, especially when it comes to, you know, empowering women, yes. holding them up yes. and, and also just sort of surrounding herself with empowered women. Right. Yes. So, um, so it always like from the very beginning, even before I got pregnant, there was lots of conversations. Cause I've always, Ashley and I have had a very transparent relationship and we've always just, you know, it was like, I, this is what I want for my life. And I know that I want to be a mother and I will in all likelihood still be working with you when, you know, that's going to happen. And so it was always part of the conversation, Mm. right? So as soon as I got, I mean, I think I literally, I think I held back for maybe seven weeks before I told her I couldn't, like I just, I couldn't bear to, and also I was like feeling like shit, you know? So I just, you know, and and when you work with these people for eight hours a day, every, I spend more time with these women than I spend with my own family. And so they know when something's not right, you know? And so, but anyway, so it was always like, you know, this very happy sort of like, when you get pregnant, this is what's going to happen and you will get maternity leave and it will be paid. Mm. You know, so it was very, I knew it was a nurturing and very sort of, um, 
comprehensive and well planned out mm. experience. And so, and I, and I hope I want that for every woman in the world and in the workforce yes. because it, Hallelujah. it is yeah. so important for me because it's such a cherished time. Yeah. You know, you, you, that baby needs you. Yes. And so working, you know, being pregnant, thank God I wasn't, I wasn't horribly sick. I didn't suffer from, from morning sickness or anything like that. My pregnancy was a breeze. I loved it. It was beautiful and perfect. And I took pictures of my belly and I did, you know, I like, I just loved every second of it. I I was exhausted the first trimester, but everybody is, you know, and I just, I get up in the morning, have my little cup of coffee that I could have, go to work, work an entire day, come home and go to sleep. And that's what that was. And then, um, yeah, I literally worked up until, I mean, I think I was still selling art in the hospital. Like when we like, <laughs> I could just see you. That's so you and taking I, calls you, from collectors. You have to turn on your pregnant, you have to turn on your vacation notification. Like you have to. <laughs> I love like, that. So, but that's what, I mean, when you love what you do, it just, it doesn't ever yeah. leave you, you know? So, yeah. um, so yeah, and then I I had Coco and um and everything was, you know she was she was we went to visit the gallery like a week after she was born um and just say hi to everybody and um and now it's been sort of like you know uh, my colleague Rachel now has a seven month old and so we've got two babies in the gallery now and it's super friendly. I mean usually we have them in there on like Friday mornings or Friday afternoons and you know, if we have to have them with us during the day, that's fine. I mean, yeah. we, we thankfully we have a team of 30, you know, mostly women, but some men, um, people that are just the most nurturing, empathic, beautiful, wonderful, caring people. So that's incredible. It's a, it's a true village. And if I, you know, am like, if I need to bring Coco with me, she comes with me and you know, I've got a team of people that will help her help me if I need to get, you know, 27 emails out in an hour, then, you know, she's there and she can be watched and, um, I get those emails out. That's incredible. And when she's not with you, where is she? she She's at home. We have, um, some, some, uh, we have some help at home, thank goodness. And so she's got, um, our, my friend toy and my other friend, Madeline, who watch her and take her to the zoo and take her to her story time and her gym class and all. I mean, I wish I was Coco sometimes. No kidding. The life and the clothes. Oh my God. Her uh, wardrobe is enviable. Oh, it is. Uh, I it will is never good. forget. I wish I would have screenshotted it. There was this one. So, um, and I was writing dirty. Uh, was that inspired by you originally? <laughs> the um, toes. Yeah. Or was that <laughs> Ashley's foot? That's all. That was Ashley, and most of those feet are Shannon's. One oh, of I them it was, was one of them was yours. Okay, most yeah. of those are Shannon's. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, but there was one photo you did of of Coco, and and for our <laughs> listeners, it's writing dirty. Ashley Longshore's definition of writing dirty is when you're wearing sandals and your pinky toe is sticking out of the side of the sandals, <laughs> like. Oh my God. I love her. I love her mind so much. I can't even I handle how much I love her. I so, but you have taken a photo of Coco's little baby <laughs> foot with the pinky sticking out of the sandal. Oh, it was so funny. It was really funny. It's so, oh God, 
it just, I know she cracks me up. She is a character. Yeah, she is. And she's coming into her personality. She's 21 months and we're, you know, JM and I joke that we're, she's three months away from us just being able to say she's two because honestly the, like the, the 22nd, you know, but it yeah. is, it's, it's crazy how much they um, develop oh God, months so month and day to day. It's so fast. You know, and yet that. sometimes doesn't it feel like, oh my God, like it's long. Girl. You know, where yes. you're just like, please sleep, please sleep. I love you please. so much, but please stop. I <laughs> like just, just need you to take a yeah. fucking nap. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. And d- sure. did you experience any, any postpartum stuff or? I, I don't think that I did. I mean, I, well, you know, I had a C-section, which was unexpected and super traumatizing. Mm. Um, and well, it just wasn't, it just was unexpected. And so I think that in turn made it traumatizing. You know, if you're prepared for it, it's probably not a big deal. But when you're thinking, you know, even though as a, as a woman, as a mother, you're like, whatever will they will be, whatever way they'll be healthy, I'll be fine with, you know? But when you think you're going to have like a natural birth of and then course. it just sort of takes this immediate turn, you're kind of like, what? No, of course. Well, and cesareans are no joke. I mean, that is a major, hard. major surgery. It is. And I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, nobody like, tells you. <laughs> no, no. They don't talk about yeah. that. Like they breeze past it and like what to expect. Like they literally are just like, oh, I'm a C-section. They cut you. But it's, you know, I didn't want to take the painkillers and my doctor was like, Take the fucking pain. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, don't skimp on those. Yeah. Like you need, it's, this is a, ma- you've had a major surgery. You need, you know, so, but, but all that to say, like I was sort of reeling from the, like post after she was born. I literally, I've never felt a kind of high like that in my life. Mm. And, you know, just that overwhelming, oh, yeah. like it's a little bit of Percocet. It's a little bit of like, you just love, it's a little bit of, you know, sleeplessness and yeah. mania yeah. and all that rolled into one. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. This is fantastic. And, um, I think that by the third month, because like I said, I did get a full 12 weeks, you know, paid maternity. Yeah. yeah. I definitely, there was a moment where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling the sads. Like I'm, you know, there was one day in particular where I was like, I just was sad Yeah. and there was nothing, you know, I had my baby, I had my, I have a roof over my head. I have everything I could need and want. And I just, yeah, I was really bummed out. And I think that that sort of was like, okay, I think it's time to, in retrospect, that was my signal or my benchmark for like, you're okay to go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even though I also was super anxious about that. Cause I was like, oh my God, like I'm leaving my newborn with someone that I literally just met like three weeks ago. Right. And I don't know what that's going to be it, like. Did you have at that time, like a daycare situation or a, ch- or a, no, ch- a caregiver? We had, yeah. We had a, a nanny, our, our nanny, Madeline. Okay. Both of oh, but you, Madeline but you, but they were new to you at the time. Yes, of course. Yeah. yes, they were new and it was, you know, my baby, yeah. my brand new baby oh. that, and I also was like, I don't know how my brain is going to work. Like, how is my, how is my brain? Is it actually going to go back and work the way that it worked mm. before when I didn't have this 
thing living outside of my body yeah. that I like love more than anything in the whole world. Yes. Um, but so, but, but as far as like having postpartum anxiety or, um, depression, I don't, I didn't really ever experience that. Mm. Thank, thankfully, yes. I'm, you know, but I do also, I'm also very sensitive and very aware of the way that my body changes. I'm aware of like my menstrual cycle. And I know that I have, you know, um, anxiety, yeah. premenstrual anxiety. Like I just know that about yeah. myself. And so when I start to feel those things and I feel my brain chemistry doing that thing, I'm like, Oh wait, what's today? Okay. Oh wait. Oh right. It's 28 days from da da da. You yeah. know, like yeah. oh, that's I feel like the world is going to end. Yes. Yes. Hormones no, are no I joke. Think. I mean, they just They're really not. are no joke. And I'm, I, I don't know what your experience is. Well, we're going to find out, but like most women who give birth, whether it's a cesarean by cesarean or vaginally, I feel like uh, of all the women I've talked to in general, but on the show specifically, like there's just this sort of like you stay in the hospital, whatever it is, the requisite one day, two days, three days. And then they just hand you a pamphlet. They hand you your baby and they're like, bye. Here's your, Literally. here's your, here's your underwear with the net mesh to keep the blood from. <laughs> and then they're like, bye, yes. you're good. You know, if you have a cesarean, you get a checkup after maybe a week or something. And then again, yeah. they're like, bye. There's no, I, I'm like, are you, are you guys kidding me right now? I feel like, I feel like it takes more time to lease a car yeah. than it does <laughs> You have a living, breathing child. Yeah. Like I literally uh, was at the Volvo dealership for, it felt like 73 hours. Yeah. Like this was like, why yeah. am I still here? Yeah. Um, and you have to yeah, sign all this stuff and they have to make sure that you understand it and they have to check yeah. your credit. And, but this, it's just like, oh dear, you're good to go. And I just, I feel like there's not enough checkup on the moms, on them physically, on them emotionally and mentally, there's just not enough follow up, and I don't know why that is. And it's frustrating to me. And I'm ultimately like, I don't know. I want to do something about it. I don't know what that's going to look like. But you know, that's so interesting because I do too. Yeah, a hundred percent. I just, I, you know, and I, I'm with you. I don't understand why there isn't more of a conversation. Yeah, and and because. Or, or why it isn't more illuminated yeah. for, and it's, it is something absolutely that I am like championing. Like I, like everyone that I know that I interact with that is either becoming a mom or is a mom or whatever. I literally am just always in there to say that is 100% fine. That's exactly what you should be feeling. Yes. Or here's the name of a group of therapists that you can go see, or you have to have a black robe. Yes. Yeah. That yes. should be in your back. Like nobody told me that. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I literally didn't know I was going to be bleeding for yeah. three weeks, like heavily. Yes. I was just like, and I always am, you know, I'm trying to constantly just, because there's, su there is such a, especially now when you have this, you know, thing at your fingertips that is a wealth of knowledge, but also a wealth of scrutiny and, you know, I'm talking about your cell phone. Yes, uh, yes. Or this thing that sort of can, that connects you to the world in a superficial way, but that you like feel so intimate with because it's such a small space and it's in your face and next to your being. And 
you know, um, there's so much insecurity that, that comes with like, oh my God, wait, why is that, that baby's eating already, but mine's not eating. Is the xanthan gum really going to kill them and give them cancer? You know, they're literally <laughs> off the earth. Yeah. And I just feel like, and I know that this is a common thread and it's like, sounds cliche and like women need to uphold women, but it's just true. Yeah. Like I just genuinely in every fiber of my being believe that like we as women need to just be like, that is okay. Yes. It is okay that your baby had a chocolate chip cookie for dinner Yes, because they wouldn't eat anything else. 100%. And it's okay, yeah. you know, and it's something that I constantly have to tell myself. And that's why I feel like I need to tell others yeah. too. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And I think too, it's, um, it's okay to feel not just about your kid, but like feel those feelings about yourself or feel those, you know, like, like kind of like you were saying, like that you can, you can get into that comparison. And then for me, I mean, I was in horrible postpartum depression for the, the first two and a half years of his life. Um, guilt, just tremendous guilt that I wasn't doing it right, that I wasn't enough. Why was I so sad all the time? Why wasn't yeah. I more grateful? I have this beautiful child who's perfect. Yeah. Like, you know, just, oh my God. And 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 then as he got older and things started to get revealed, like when he was two and a half, someone, this woman at a preschool that we didn't even end up going to, she was like, oh, he needs speech therapy. This is serious. This is serious. Oh, no. Well, I just wept and wept and wept. So we took him to speech therapy. Of course, the speech therapist at 500 an hour was like, oh, he needs sessions and sessions. Then oh, thankfully, we came to New Orleans. This was He wasn't even two yet. And so we came to New Orleans and we had my sister-in-law and her new husband come out and he's a child psychologist. Long story short, he said, Jennifer, please stop. This child is going to be talking nonstop in six months. Do not worry. He's, he was in his late sixties and had been a child psychologist his whole life. He's like, that is insane and offensive that that woman did that to you. She's not even a doctor. And everyone's like, so into just like being an alarm and it's just let him yeah. grow. Let him. And sure enough, six months in, couldn't shut him up. Thankfully, you know, like he's still yes. talking, but yes. it's so interesting how there are those people too, that are the, the want to chime in about, Oh, you know, don't do this or do this or your kid should be doing this. And, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, Oh no, 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 yep. no, 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 no. It's hard enough. It is hard enough. Yes. Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. And just to be fully like, just to be totally honest, um, you know, I, I see a therapist and I do, I'm working on like, you know, about the, cause I don't want it to come off as though like, Oh no, I was totally fine. I had this baby and I didn't have any, like there was no anxiety. And all. I mean, no, that's not at all the truth. Like I, I, every new mom, I think has some amount of anxiety and trepidation. Of course, about of course. And not to mention the hormones that are happening. It's oh, just, it's, it. yeah, I think that's what yeah. I mean about the, like the aftercare. I feel like, I mean, we won't get in. I never talk about politics on the show because it's just, it's too much, but it's it would lot, be yeah. incredible if there were some kind of program, you know, maybe yeah. government, maybe not, whatever, but like that new mom's got, you know, a year of therapy. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like hundred percent with an experienced yes. therapist dealing with maternal mental health. Like it is just, you know, just totally free and available to you. Bring your baby. 
Like, yeah. you know, if you're, if it, I, I just, so if you have older kids, there's childcare. I mean, this is the kind of thing I dream of like opening up. I don't know how I, know. I would do that, but I really do. I'm like, this is, I know. we need this kind of thing because the isolation that I felt, I mean, that's why I started the podcast. Right. Because the isolation and solitude and just self-loathing that I felt honestly was so crippling and I felt so robbed of those early yes. joyful times with my baby. And it wasn't yeah. all like that. There were many moments and I'll go back and look and I'll see little videos of us giggling together. And so there were positive moments, but I wish I would have had more of a community that I could have gone to. And I wish I would have gotten help sooner for my depression. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I still see my therapist and I still take meds and, yeah. you know, I'm the first person to openly talk about that. Um, and I talk about I it on the podcast and I think yeah. it's just so anyway, so thank you for saying that. Of course. Yeah. And, and I, you know, um, I luckily found a therapist through my husband who also it was a child there psychologist. And so, um, so he understands where we are with Coco and her development, but also just as he's just an amazing human and person and mm. uh, has been helping me just expose and unearth and, you know, cultivate so much yeah. that like cognitive behavioral therapy is, I, I literally don't know where I would be in a hole somewhere yeah. without it. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. And, and, and also, yes, to, and yes, to prescription yeah. medication. Yeah. If you, you know, like if you need your Prozac or your yeah. Clonopin or whatever, like I fully, or your meditation or whatever yeah. your, you whatever's know. Whatever's going to make you feel fucking better. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like Because happy that. mommy equals happy kiddo. 100%. And yeah. And, and spouse and all the other house, stuff. Yeah. House, yeah. friends, so, you know, your, your support system, yeah. your boss, your mother-in-law, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like it just is because it, it, there is no way to do this uh, alone. No. You know, I mean, I just feel like there has to be, you know, we're all sort of in this together and this network is just necessary. Oh Yeah. It's crucial. And that's where the the phone and I believe me, I curse the phone all the time. And I, I was just yeah. I had an interview with a woman yesterday. And we we probably spent 20 minutes talking about the goddamn iPhones or not, I not iPhones. I shouldn't say I, Apple. I love you. But um, cell phones, you know, and our kids with yes. their devices, which you're not there yep. yet. One day you will be. No, but, totally are you? She, yeah. Tell me about have, it. Tell me. Well, so um, my she was gifted an iPad for Easter. And I would never, ever, ever have purchased that for her ever, like in a million years. I mean, she would rant, like my thing was like, yeah, you can watch old videos of us, like of yourself yeah. that I've taken, yeah. you, which is <laughs> awfully narcissistic <laughs> and fantastic. Um, but, you know, anyway, and so I was like, oh, I kind of like cursed the gifter. Yeah. And then we had to take a, a we, and then we were getting on a plane like two days later. It sure does like, come in handy. Oh, oh Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I see what this is yes. for, you know. Yes. And it was, yeah, we were going all the way to LA, and I was oh, like, yeah. okay, freaking four-hour plane ride. Yeah. Like, she's a toddler; she wants to walk yeah. and do, you know. So, yeah, it's but, a blessing it, and a curse. It's, it's really so both for yes. all of us at all ages, you know. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, what I was going to say is just that it it. It is well, just that that it's a blessing and a curse, and it's it's for me. It's allowed me to create a community that right. I 
I would have created it otherwise. I just would have had to do it locally here in LA with only women that could come, you know, to my right. home or we would meet in a place. But to be able to do this on this scale on a weekly basis has just been yeah. I'm so grateful. Like I'm so grateful. And it's not me. And I always say this, like it's really not me. It's just this, it's all of you guys, all of the amazing guests that I have and all of the people that support the show and listen to it and write to me and you know, want to get involved. And so I'm just like, if that's what came out of my pain of being just this really desperately lonely, sad new mom, like great. Yes. It was How worth beautiful. it. It was worth See? it. That's your lesson. It was worth it. And I do want to yeah. open that center. Like with, I know. right. Yes. Free therapy. Have you been to, um, we can, have you been to the den meditation? Oh center? yeah. Oh yeah. Girl. Yeah. See great. something like that. That's a great yeah. business model. Something like that for moms, there would right. totally be childcare. <gasps> oh girl, you yeah. got my business wheels spinning. I, I know. And we could do it everywhere. We could do it nationally. Okay. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. So, okay. Your daughter's coming up on her two year birthday, which is so sweet. She's just the most adorable thing. And you guys, listeners will hopefully click on all the things and you'll follow Kate Grace on her Instagram. So you'll get a daily dose of Coco, who's just so delicious. Um, and what's next for you? I mean, more, more director of operations. I love saying that. I love saying that. World domination. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I, so I, um, work with Ashley and we are, um, like I, like we said, I've been with her for seven years and grown the company from, you know, one place to, you know, this amazing other place, which is a multi-million dollar company. And it is, it's unbelievable. Just a lot of sweat, sweat and tears and hard work and sleepless nights and, you know, um, and it's all freaking worth it. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I, I, you know, I have to step aside and, and extract myself from time to time and really look at us from a 30,000 foot perspective, because it is amazing. Like what, you know, Ashley will even say herself, she's like, I'm a self-taught artist from Montgomery, Alabama. The odds are not that this would have happened, you know, but she is an amazing entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Yeah. She has a, brilliant vision. She's very true to herself and she speaks her truth on a daily basis. It's just, it is just who she is and the world just loves that, you know? Yes. And so it needs more of it. Yeah, exactly. And so being a part of it has been really, um, not only transformative, but, you know, enlightening and also empowering. I mean, you know, who, who would have thought, you know, that we're here and we're, you know, she's got her Rizzoli coffee table book coming Yay, out, which October. I just pre-ordered. Yes. So um, by the time this airs, that will be out. And like, again, yes. all of this will be in the show notes for listeners yeah. and it's a very affordable it's, it's gorgeous. I haven't seen it in person yet, but I saw the email and, um, it's an affordable way to get some Ashley Longshore in your life and have it on your yeah. coffee table and like experience her and her other book. You don't look fat. You look cr- crazy. <laughs> I have. And that's another way you can order that online. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the things I love most about Ashley is how she says, she tells women, you don't need to, you don't need a man number one, to pay your bills. You don't right. need to, you don't need to put your work in a gallery. She's like, sell directly to your people. 
you know, whether you're an artist or not. And I just love that. And it's so empowering. And I have to say, I'm an independent podcaster. And, you know, I, everything comes down to me. I have a team that I could never do this without. And I'm so grateful for them, but they all work for me. I don't work for, you know, some of the big, like conglomerate uh, companies that I won't name. Well, I mean, I guess I could name them because I'm not, I don't work for them, but like iHeartRadio, Sirius FM, Vox now, like, you know, and I love that because I get to make all the decisions and choose things and choose sponsors that create products that help women that create products in a way that is supportive of the earth. Like those things are really important to me and I get to make those calls. And so I always hear Ashley's voice in my head of like, girl, mm -mm, you, you make the call. She is one of the most amazing business women I've ever seen. Business persons. I mean, you know, fuck gender. It's like, it's like, and that's just the truth of it. And it's, and being able to be around her and with her and just, you know, learn. And, um, it's been really spectacular. It's better than any business school you could ever go to, you know, being there to fully experience and, and help, you know, execute, you know, you know, deals and, and collaborations and fly to Shanghai and do global press conferences with, you know, huge companies. And, um, you know, you're, I, I I would never in a million years have thought I would have met Gloria fucking. Can you talk a little bit about that story? I want to hear about that experience is, well, she just is amazing. I mean, she, Diane von Furstenberg, Sandra Campos, who is the president of DVF, um, just these women that are just unbelievably talented, beautiful, honest, authentic women. Um, and also, you know, like I, Ashley, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Those yes. women are all completely unapologetic. No, of oh my God. They no, do not can't. give a fuck. No, you cannot apologize. Yeah. I'm sorry. Women are not allowed to apologize yes. anymore yes. for anything ever again because it's just, it should be eliminated from our entire vocabulary. Yes. Um, so we were at DVF doing the install for Ashley's um, inspiration room at the flagship location in, in the Meatpacking District in New York. And that was last all of spring, our- right? What, like yeah, exactly. Spring. I remember right. watching it happen. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, and we were sitting in the hallway just talking to um, Lucia, who's one of her amazing um, uh, uh, planners. And Gloria walks by us in the hallway. And we literally all were just like, oh my fucking God. Oh my God. Oh my God. We made it until she got into the elevator, but then we just literally became like a bunch of fangirls and freaked out. And then, you know, they came downstairs and Diane was like, I want you to see the room. And, you know, she toured the whole room and we like took picture. I mean, it just, but you know, and then I, I fortunately had to uh, like a moment to, to talk to Gloria at, at an event like the next day or whatever. And I said, you know, I'm just so curious, are things, are things better for women now? Are they worse? Like what, you know, you've been here, you've done the, the majority of the work, what's up? And she was like, well, they're, they're not better, but they definitely aren't worse. Mm. So, you know, it just, and I was like, that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. It does. And it's, you know, this, um, you know, so many, 
we have so much opportunity and we have more, you know, more going for us now in this day and age than we ever have. And it really is just about like focusing, getting strategic. And again, not political, not anything like that, but just from like an emotional, mental sort of like being woke standpoint, like we have got to organize and just get out there and, and be heard Yes, Yes. Um, because we are, we are the reason anyone is here. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) We are the reason you're here. So you're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I think that needs to be a t-shirt. Yes, uh, I'm serious. I I just had a vision of an Ashley painting of like a of a, like a flower vagina with that those bedazzled block words. The reason you're here, you're welcome. Yeah, seriously. Right? Um, yeah, maybe I'll commission that. Please, please do. Um, oh my god, you are just so fun. I want to hang out with you all day and all night. I know. Same. Oh my god. So, but we've come to the time. Uh, when I ask you three questions that I ask every guest and then I ask you a lightning round of questions. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about Kate Grace when you hear the word love? Oh, I think about my baby immediately. I just love her so much. Mm, So yummy. Yeah. If you could live anywhere in the world other than where you're living now, where would you live? Paris. Yeah, that's right. You were married there. there. Yeah. And I just, freaking love that city. I just love it. Everything about it. Yeah. I can see yeah. that. It's part of you. It's part of your blood. Yeah. yeah. Just I like New Orleans so. is. Exactly. And it's so similar to Paris. I mean, obviously the French yeah. founded New Orleans. Um, yeah. But there is that like just richness to both cities yeah. in a different way. It's rich. It's authentic. It's also this like laissez-faire, like yes. you know, we'll get it done when it gets done yeah. and it'll be beautiful. They actually worry. live in the moment. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. How do you define serenity? Oh, wow. Um, defining serenity would, I think that um, I would define it. It there would have to be an element of um, solitude and quietness. And I think that that's something that I'm seeking that I do not have right now. Um, Serenity is, um, I think, being so tapped in that you're literally living on, you know, like in a grid or, you know, in a in a way that like, um, you know, any question that pops into your head is automatically answered, which Mm. is hard. thing to process or conceptualize because, you know, people who don't question, like, what are you doing? First of all, but also like, (laughs) do you live here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you read a paper? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just, you know, being able to like sort of navigate and find, you know, um, find the answers to all of your weird, wacky questions. Yeah. 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 I love it. Well, I'm about to give you some weird, wacky questions. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Lightning round. Uh, We'll start easy. Fireside or Oceanside? Oceanside. 
Favorite junk food? Oh, um, Fritos barbecue twists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. They're so good. I had them for lunch today. Oh, that sounds amazing. Do you like theme parks? Um, no, I'm not a theme park, park gal. Daytime sex or nighttime sex? Oh, I love daytime sex. Shower or bathtub? Bathtub. Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Yes. On a scale of one to 10, how good are you at making lasagna? I'm like a 10 and a half. <gasps> what? Yeah, I'm really good at like, I love cooking. And Ital- we had Italian night last night. We literally had like meatballs and menicott. Oh, and I made strawberry shortcake. Yeah, it was delicious. Oh, that sounds incredible. I love it. I love it. I love lasagna. It's one of my favorite things ever. Like really, really good lasagna. Um, what's your biggest pet peeve? Um, gum smacking. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a really superficial one, but I also don't no, like yeah. liars. I oh. hate people who are not honest. Yeah. Like I'm such an honest person that I can't stand it when people are not truthful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, superpower choice, invisibility, ability to fly or super strength. Um, I think ability to fly. I have dreams where I'm flying and it just is the best dream mm. ever. Mm. I haven't had a flying dream in, in for a long time. I used to have them all the time. You're probably going to have one tonight. Oh, maybe I will. And in the dream, I don't know about you, I'm always like doing something with my arms and legs to make it move like you do when you're swimming. Yes. But it's not a swim move. It's some no, kind of weird not. specific yeah. movement that's going to keep me afloat. It's very... <laughs> okay. Would you rather have... We're going to get weird. I asked Instagram yeah. people for some new would you rather questions, but I didn't, get, I didn't get any responses yet. So we went with the very weird one that I chose out of my weird head. Would you rather have a finger where your nose is or a nose where your finger is? Let's say index uh-huh. finger. I didn't specify. Right. Oh, I think I would rather have a nose where my finger is. Right? I know. Yeah. Kind of an obvious one. I need some better ones. <laughs> okay. What, what was the name of your first pet? Oski. I had a little tabby cat named Oski. What was the name? He was so cute. Oh. It was the best. He would let me do anything with him. And I literally treated him like a baby. I put him in a stroller. I would stroll him up and down the block. Oh. Like, I, oh, he was awesome. That's so, what a great name. Did you name him? Yeah. Yes. Oh. I know. What was the name of the street you grew up on? Jenna Street. So your porn name is Oski Jenna. Oh, <laughs> how fancy. I like it. She is a she's a showgirl. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Right? With sequins, feathers, boas, fishnet, thigh highs, the whole thing. Yeah. I love it. Oh my God, Kate Grace, you're a gem. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kate Grace. Join me next week when we have a MILF podcast first my first anonymous guest. I have a woman coming on the show who is just, I'm so excited about this, you guys. She needs to remain anonymous because of the nature of her work. She works in the sex work field. She's a mom and I can't wait. I can't wait to share it with you. Um, Until then, take care of yourselves. Love yourselves. I love you. Keep going. Keep going.